Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. So I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. These episodes are recorded from my live Discord sessions where people from my community ask their questions all about family law and I try to answer them. If you would like to take part and ask a question yourself, I welcome you to join my Discord by clicking the link in my profile. Obviously, everyone that asks me a question knows that they're being recorded live for the podcast and I'm not giving advice. All I'm doing is making sensible suggestions and signposting. So, enjoy the episode. Do grandparents have to prove they've been in the grandchild's life to get a, to get a contact order? Um, you have to ask for permission first as a um, grandparent before you can actually make the application. Um, and yes, being given permission is going to depend a lot on whether or not you've been involved in the children's life for sure. Hi, Big Mama, what's your question? Hi, yeah. Yeah, so I did all my uh, divorce online. Yeah. Um, and I can apply for my final order on the, I think, 2nd of December. Yeah. Um, we're still at the point of sorting out um, financial stuff. Yeah. So am I right in thinking that as, as long as I just don't apply for that on the 2nd, I can just leave it sitting there until I'm ready to click apply? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's no there's no time restraint on that. The only thing I would yeah. say is that if you go over 12 months, when you do then apply for the final order, you just have to make sure that you let the court know why, what, why it's taken that yeah. long. Um, but the court are used to people delaying it to get the finances sorted, so that's fine. Yeah, I just can't see it being done before then. So I just thought probably a few months, but I yeah. just wondered, do I need to let anybody know or is no. it just a case of I don't click that apply now? Just don't click that apply now, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. great then. Thank All you. right, thanks. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Go, MT, what's your question? I've got two questions. Um, I'm going through a molestation order at the moment. Yeah. Um, obviously... I've gone through court today and I've been, there's been a, we've been put back for another hearing. Um, on the non-motivation order, uh, the respondent solicitor to my ex-wife um, has said that I'm only, I can only use evidence from the last two months. Is that correct? For a non-molestation order? Yeah. Um, what, what's the? It, it will depend on the allegations made by the the respondent. I mean, well, look, you. I'm the, the applicant, obviously applying for it. Yeah. Um, and the, it, it's all around harassment, and I there's see. some fi- historical physical abuse in there as well. Then you can go back as far as you want to. That's fine. Thank you for that. No worries. And also, the, I'm currently going through a divorce. Yeah. Um, th- there's issues rega- regarding the financial settlement. Yeah. Um, so when we physically separated about two years ago, it's uh, uh, probably nearly three years ago now, um, although she physically moved out about a year and a half ago, um, the, there was a separation agreement done. Yeah. Where at the time we agreed um, a clean break. And because there's no assets, um, she then since decided that to ignore that and try and go for money that I haven't got. Um, and at the minute, she's she's not wanting to do the the financial agreement yeah. forms. Yeah. Is that the 
86 or for me but can can i can i ask you just yeah so what's your question sorry i get i get the background Um, i get the context yeah um so if if she doesn't do the for me and and wants to delay the financial settlement can i apply for the divorce and do the for do the for me well okay so so let's be clear first of all the divorce and the finance are totally separate Okay, so if a divorce petition has been forwarded to the court, great. That's that done. Either one of you can do that. That has no bearing on the finances at all. If we're talking about a for me, we're talking about finances. So we won't won't use the the divorce word again because it does confuse things in in the legal world, if you like. So divorce is one thing, finances are another. If she's not willing to do voluntary exchange with you, and and I'm assuming that's what this is, then you need to fill out a form A to start a financial application. Has a financial application been started yet? No. So so you're doing all of this for me on a voluntary basis. Well, if she's not willing to engage, then just start your form A because then the court will order her to do a form A, okay? So if I do a form A, that'll order her to do a form A? Yes, that will start your financial application off yet. All okay, right. thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Hi, Captain. How are you? I'm not bad, thank you. Just getting over a cold. Oh, bless you. I'm good. I'm good, actually. It's been a, a busy few weeks, but no, we're still still trucking along. How can um, I help? So this is a question about finances, really, but it's got children involved as well. Okay. It's Dan W43. Yeah. Um, hi there. I need some advice. My 18-year-old son now lives with me and not his mum. I was paying her CSA each month to which she opened two separate bank accounts for my kids so the payments could be split and paid into their accounts. When my eldest son was kicked out and moved in with me permanently, she told him she was going to empty his bank account and give his half of the CSA money to our youngest. Can get can she get away with this as the account is in his name and she won't pass over the account details to him until she's emptied it? Can, can you advise? Yeah, I mean, it's not a family law question, but what I can tell you is that if the name on the bank account, if that person is now over 18, then the answer to that question is no, she can't do that. However, if it's a minor, then yes, she can do that. So it will all depend how old that that child is. 18. Well, then, then she can't do that because he's now an adult. And if the account is just in his name and doesn't have her name attached to it, then no, she can't do that. So what the 18-year-old needs to do, or what I'd be suggesting, is that he goes into the bank with ID and he gets the account sorted, i.e., you know, changes the passwords, gets a new card, etc., to deny mum from having access to it. Now, the the complication here, Captain, is that if if a parent is paying another parent child maintenance, okay, so mm-hmm. dad in this case was paying mum child maintenance, that money is not for the children, it's to help mum look after the children. Okay? So technically it's mum's money. It's not the children's money. It's for the benefit of the children, but it's not the children's money. So mum could argue, and it just depends how much is in the account, but that's my money I've put into the child's account and that's why I want it back. Because if she wasn't spending the maintenance, she was obviously using her own money to look after the children. So Mm -hmm. 
you know, to, to answer the question in its simplest form, yes, the 18-year-old can access that bank account and mum shouldn't have access to it. But I think morally, if we look at the bigger picture, it might be that that money is actually mum's. So do you see, do you see what I mean? I think, we think we've got to be careful there how, how, we, how we go back to, to dad. Because sometimes that the, 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 yeah, the, the, the legal answer is the right one, but it's not always the morally right one, if that makes sense. It does. Law is very, uh, very, what's the word? Very grey, isn't it, Samaria? Yeah, law. absolutely, absolutely. So that's why I didn't think it was family law, but I just thought someone else might be out there with the same yeah. situation. Absolutely, Captain. And you know what? Maintenance, is, I probably get asked more about child maintenance than, than any other area of family law, to be fair. So that was a good call. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Tracy. All right. And, uh, hope you're well and hi to Paddy as well. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Speak to you soon. What's your question? Um, it's a finance question. Yeah. Um, I have um, some of them are mine and some of them are actually um, have been purchased along with friends yeah. saving for a holiday. Yeah. Will all of the premium bonds be taken into account as marital assets? Are they in your name? They're in my name, yeah. but I've got evidence in my bank account to see that my friends pay money to me every month, okay. which I then pay into the premium bonds. Absolutely. So you, you would say just that. However, yeah. if I was on the other side of you, I would want to know why your... You don't, you don't have to answer this, by the way. Um, I would want to know why your friends are using your premium bond account. So I would be challenging that fairly heavily. Um, okay, yeah. but but absolutely, you you can say whilst I've got you know I don't know fifty thousand pound in premium bonds in, in in my name, actually forty thousand of that belongs to friends, and here's the evidence. That doesn't mean though that you're home and dry. All right. Okay. Fab. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Meg, you are next up. Just when you get Hello, a minute. Yeah. Um, it's actually my daughter's, uh, my daughter's account. Um, okay. I am currently going through um, a divorce. Yeah. Um, I've had the um, um, consent order um, today. Yeah. For, um, for children. And I just wanted okay. to go, um, I just wanted to talk to you about the form that I'm feeling. I haven't got, we haven't got many assets together. All I've got is sort of my pension. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know what forms that I needed to fill in. So you you have the consent order for finances first of all. I, I'm taking. No, you mentioned pension. So all I've done is the divorce, um, right? And um, yeah, that's all I've done. I haven't done any other form. So I've applied for the divorce. Yeah. I've got the final order date or the hearing date. Oh, sorry. the sorry, um, the final order. Sorry, I thought you said the financial order. The final no, order got, for yeah. No, I've done everything but this financial order. Okay. Okay, so the first question I'm going to ask you is, are the finances agreed or will they be contested? Um, they are agreed. I just want to secure my, obviously, my pension. She doesn't Great. have a pension or anything like that. I just Great. want to secure my finances. Okay, so the two pieces of paper that you need, the first one is your order, your financial order. Now, that is generally drafted by a solicitor. And the second okay. one is a D81. You can fill that out yourself. But we send the order with the D81 and we send that into court together. Okay, so I have to see a solicitor to fill in the, the actual order. 
Yes, well, they'll draft it for you. It's not so much filling it in. We, we literally put it together. We, you know, we will draft, draft the order. Draft the order. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. That's all, right. all I wanted to know. Okay, thanks then. Bye-bye. Crypto Believer, you are next up. Crypto is not doing very well at the moment. Crypto is just the bane of my life. It's, um, it's really plummeted at the minute. So you keep believing. <laughs> you're you're on mute, crypto believer. Whenever you're ready. Yeah, not definitely not doing too well. Oh, it's it's shockingly bad. Honestly, it's really bad. It's just uh, just keep holding on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so thank you. Um, I've got two questions on behalf of my sibling who's going through a divorce. Um, the first one is around childcare. Um, so yeah, the child spends five days with mum, two days with dad. Yeah. Um, mum, mum's not working. Dad's working full time. Mum is now saying that she wants to do uh, more of an equal split. Um, and if and the father, the father isn't able to because of his working hours. Is um is the court? Uh, does the court have the power to force increased contact time on the father? No. No. So that the court the court can make an order for contact, but they can't force father to have that contact, no. Okay. So yeah. because she's she's the, the main resident parent and she's got she's claiming all the benefits on behalf of the child. So does she have increased responsibility in this in this sense or in, in 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 what way? What do you mean increased responsibility? I mean, obviously she's looking after the children, so she's trying to juggle all those balls in the air. I, I take it, and Dad's not helping. No, as in she's she's uh, she's not working, but she has the she has the child five days. It's one yeah. child, and the the other two days he's with Dad. Yeah, but she's saying but she's saying that she wants Dad to have more days with the child. Yeah, yeah, um, okay. But, so but all I'm asking is that if if, the, if that isn't agreed between them, um, that can't be imposed on by the court. No, 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 no. The court, if anything, the court will want it to stick to the five-two, five days with mum and two days with dad, because that's the you know that's the um, the routine that the child's used to. So no, if dad doesn't want to have the child any more than what he's already having, um, then the court won't force him to. Okay. All right. And um, just the second question is related to yeah. finances. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit complicated because um, she's not a UK citizen um, and she has a lot of assets abroad that she hasn't declared on her Form E. Um, so when they go, they've got a financial hearing coming up and the question is, um, how, 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 do we how does he prove that there are assets there and... Um, and you go through sort of like, I suppose, I don't know, non-kosher methods like private investigator overseas to show well, some of the, these assets? I think the first thing that I would say is that if, if she, are you asking this question on behalf of dad or behalf of mum? On behalf of dad. Okay. Um, so if, if she hasn't made full disclosure and she signed the form E, including the statement of truth, and it comes yeah. out, these assets come to light after any order's made, then the order can be overturned. That's the first thing. And I just say that for everyone else that's listening, okay? Um, but, yeah, he, he can. I mean, he can use... Um, now, obviously, he can't use non-appropriate methods, 
But absolutely, he can sort of say to her, look, we, I'm aware. He can, he can have the court make an order that she make full disclosure. He can tell the court how he's aware that these other accounts exist, that he's seen bank statements, that, he's, that she's told him about bank statements. But ultimately, all the court's going to do is order her to make full disclosure of them. If she continues to say, then I don't have any more assets... There's not too much more he can do, really. I mean, if he can see a solicitor in the other country and they can get maybe... I'm thinking what we would do here. We would maybe get land registry records to prove that they've got property. Or we would maybe get a disclosure order from the court to maybe prove if, if there's any other um, bank statements or things that exist. But if he... You know, he could do that, perhaps. I mean, I don't know what country you're talking about, but you know, see a family law solicitor in that country. But the UK courts, the hands are tied to a certain extent because they, they will be reliant on her to sign that statement of truth to say that she's disclosed everything. Yeah, this is the problem because it, it's Malaysia and um, there's an inherent bias because she's claiming benefits. Um, but the reality is actually she has far more assets than dad has. And... Um, you know, the, when she goes into the court, she'll say, I don't have anything and I'm on benefits. And there's an inherent bias there. It's so difficult to prove that there are but, these but assets. He, but he doesn't so. have to prove it as such. He has to raise it. He just has to raise it with the court. And, and you know, she, she may well back down, but he has to raise it with the court and, and have the court decide then um, what, what needs to be done. Yeah, I mean, he's going to put his questions into his, into the form he want, you know, once they go to the first hearing. But I just, I guess I just wanted to ask is, in this situation, if he enlisted a private investigator to have a look at things like accounts, would that fly in the court if he said, as long, this is what I found? Yeah, or, as long as it was ethical, absolutely. Absolutely, as long as it was ethical. Um, I think the difficulty he'll have is that it's it's going to be private confidential information. So I'm not sure how a private investigator would get that. But yes, okay. anything ethical will, will you can put before the court. Absolutely. Okay. So All the, right. That, okay. Okay. That, that would okay. That would All be right. ethical potentially if it was a third party service. If it, if it was a registered um, PI, I don't see why not. Apps yet, you know. Okay. Thank you so much, Legal Queen. You're really welcome. Okay. You. Bye bye. Ash, thirty-five. What's your question? Um. So I've just recently divorced my husband. However, it's a bit of a sticky one. I am not English married. I'm Islamically married. Yeah. And I just wanted to know if I was actually eligible towards anything towards like the home and any assets. Because I've been told that I'm not due to it being an Islamic marriage. Now, the bills were on my name. Yeah. I was paying the mortgage, which was coming out of his account, but I was giving money towards that every month. The council tax, everything was on my name. But I've been advised that I'm not actually... Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, not going to get nothing. Yeah, so sadly, Ash, we don't recognise religious marriages. Um, it, it's only, you know, the, the civil marriages that will be recognised. Mm -hmm. So in the legal sphere, you wouldn't be seen as his wife. You would be seen as his girlfriend. Um, and the fact that you've been you've been paying um, the bills, etc. how the court view that is, is if you were renting, you'd still be paying the bills and the council tax. So it doesn't automatically give you a right to a property. 
the only way that you may be able to stake a claim to the property, and there's two options that you might want to consider. Option number one is, have you invested significant finances into that property in order to help increase its value? Or have yeah, you? No, I have yet. Okay, I've just well, that's the property that's up, you see. Yes. So I've got the receipts, I've got bank statements to prove everything. So I actually renovated. So my ex husband bought the purchase, but myself and my family actually renovated the whole property. Okay, so Ash, just just know that renovating, if it's if it's true renovating, then that's fine because you've increased the value. But decorating, it wouldn't count. All right, so that's the first option to think about. Second option is if there's children um, of the relationship, then you can make a financial claim under the Children's Act because it might be that you need financial help to rehouse the children. All right, so that's the second option you can consider. Oh, that's great. No, that helps right. you because I do have a six-year-old child. Okay, well, there um, you go. So it sounds like bo- both options might might be up, up your street. Great. Thank you so much for your help. You're welcome. You. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Just on that, actually, Ash, before I let you go, what I should have said was the children's application is the Schedule 1. Okay, and then if you've made that financial contribution because you've renovated the property, oh, Ash has gone. Um, it would have been a talata, but anyway, Ash has gone. Not to worry. AKP, what's your question? Oh, just a quick question on. I wanted to ask um, when you have your first hearing for a C one hundred. Yeah. Um, I, I also wanted to um, first of all ask them about what days I'd like to see the children. Yeah. But what, what, what I really wanted to ask them was that um, mum doesn't give me any updates on the children's welfare, like you know about their medical appointments or yeah. their. You know, or the, or the school, what's, what's happening at school, etc. She tells me to go and find out for myself. So can, can, can I ask the court for her to give me a regular updates? Is that something I'm also asking? Generally, generally what we do, because, you know, the, the court can, you, you, of course you can ask the court and the court can ask her, but there's no guarantee that she's going to keep doing it. So generally yeah. what we will do, or what the court will do is they will make a direction in the order that you let the school or the doctors know that you have parental responsibility and that they are to also send you information about the child or the children. So that's how we, excuse me, that's how we would do it. So for example, you would just let the court know, let the school know, I suppose, or the nursery, I'm the dad, I've got parental responsibility. Whenever newsletters are going out or there's parents' evenings or whatever, these are my contact details. Please let me know as well. But, but, but when you negotiate, so for example, um, you know, when, 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 I don't know if he's changing schools or, you know, there, there's a decision to be made on medication, etc. And I'm yep. trying to communicate with um, their mother and then she's not communicating. Can I, can I raise that at the hearing too or... Yes, yeah, so so they they are the the, the bigger um, decisions that have to be made with both parents' yeah. consent. So she can't actually yeah. change the child's school without your consent. She's okay. not able to make medical decisions without your consent. So what you can ask the court to do is include in the order really clear yeah. directions that if mom needs to do the religion, education, um, or health, that you are yeah. very much included in those decisions. Okay. Great. All right. Cheers. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. What's your question? Regarding the non-molestation um, statement, I've been asked to prepare another one. Yeah. Um, is there a, form, a specific form or template that I need to use, or? 
Um, no, not for a statement. Um, so you would have your normal header for a statement and then you'll just go into it. Make sure that you, you start the statement with, you know, I and then your full name of and put your address, make this statement, believe in the contents to be true, blah, blah, blah. And then just it's one and a half line spacing for the court. Um, make sure you do that. But and then you'll number every paragraph. But no, there's no form to fill in. There's there's no sort of template. Okay, thank you. All right, no problem. Bye. Hi, Natalie. So um, I had a meeting with Cathcast today, yeah. and they advised me that they may be suggesting um, for it to go back to mediation because Dad didn't comply the first time. Yeah. Dad was the one who made the application to court. Yeah. If it was to go back to mediation, who's responsible of paying for it? You'd each pay for your own. So generally, mediation will charge you a fee and him a fee. So you'll you'll each be responsible for your own. Even though he was the one who made the application? Yes, yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Okay, okay, that was it, thank you. Oh, okay, thanks, Natalie. Bye. Oh, I don't think Natalie wanted that answer. I'm sorry, Natalie, but yeah, I have to, I have to be completely honest. Um, mediators generally charge, you know, a fee to both people for attending. So, yeah. There we go. My previous solicitor put a C100 for contact, but she didn't tick the abduction harm boxes. Can I? Evening, Adam. Um, I'm assuming you're going to say, can I amend the C100? Yes, you can. You can put in another one. Andy? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, there you are. Yeah. So, so so, just go straight to the question, because I get the con. I don't need any more uh, history of it. Okay, right. So basically, where we are now is... is is that I'm now being called to um, mediation again. Right. And what I want to know is really get some advice on, on how I should deal with it because what they're, what they're, what they're trying to do, it's, it's over, um, she's used, uh, she's basically being disingenuous over me applying for my son to go to secondary school, which we all agreed he would go to school here in, in Guildford where I live. Right. Um, so she's now at the last minute. I put the form in, and not not to go through okay. all the details of it, but okay. when you put the form in in yeah. Surrey. You put in six schools, otherwise you could yeah. be given the wrong school. So Andy, can Basically, I can I what can she's I? Done is she's then gone? Oh, what the hell are you doing doing that? I've just had acknowledgement from the Surrey uh, Educational Authority. Andy. Um, I'm going to fight this. You're Andy. not going to do this. You haven't asked Jacob and you haven't asked me. Yep. And I said, well, we have. I've discussed it with you. All I've done is put the form in. And all you can then do once you put the form in is change the order of the schools that you choose. Andy. Oh, now, now, now Jacob wants to go to a school in Petersburg. Andy. Can you, can you hear me? What I want to know is what I should do in response to that. Okay. With, 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 um, Andy. Let me, let yeah. me, let me jump in. So, so yeah. just just to summarise, the question is, me and the mum can't agree which school the child should go to. So, so essentially, yes. yeah. So, I, 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 that's all I need to know. And, and I say that, yeah. Andy, um, just because you've told a very long story, I'm unable to jump in and stop you on Discord. And of course, you know, the, the list gets ever bigger with other people wanting yeah. to ask questions. That's okay. Um, ultimately, if you guys can't agree at mediation which school your child goes to, it will need to go to court. The application that you need to make is using the C100 form asking for a yeah. prohibited steps order and, and essentially the court will decide which school your son goes to. All right? 
Okay. Okay. Uh, I was afraid that was the situation. All right. No worries. Thanks, Andy. Bye bye. The thing with family law is it's knowing when to, you know, wrap something up and when to let someone just keep talking because it's really emotional. And I could see that Andy was really emotional, but actually I needed all that I needed from that question. Tattoo Ash, what's your question? So, me and my ex are divorced. I have my little boy full time. We've got um, a house. That's mortgaged. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, she wants ten grand, which is fine. But if I was to get a consent order, um, and I was to sell the house, would she be able to get it? Get anything out of it so, after a consent order? Yeah. So no, after a consent order, because what the financial consent order will do is sever all financial ties. So that's the first thing that I would say. Um, If you don't have a financial consent order at the moment and you've already given her a lump sum, be sure to have that recorded in the consent order. Okay, so be sure to have that in there somewhere so it's documented that you have actually given her £10,000 already. Yeah, no, I've not done that yet. I've got got, got a meeting soon with a solicitor just to... Just to slide, see what my options are. Okay, um, all right. Yeah, well, don't, so that, yeah, don't, don't, don't give her anything then. But yes, once the order's made, there's no going back. She can't come after you then for any more. Right, even all if right. it's mortgaged? Even if the house is mortgaged, yeah. Yeah, right, that's, that's, that's all I want to know. Thanks a lot. All right, you're, you're welcome. Bye. T Hanford, you are next on the list. Um, so it's on behalf of my uh, my partner. He's been going through court um, to gain contact with his two children. He's yeah. like, stopped him seeing them. Yeah. Um, he was granted contact back in August um, on the agreement of five contact sessions. Yeah. Those finished. Um, his ex refused to take it any further. But he then agreed another five. It's now come to the end of that. She's now refusing to speak to him completely um, to progress this. So we just kind of wondered where to go from here, really. So is the is the order finances, sorry, did you say? Two? No, sorry, it's child contact. Child contact. So effectively she's breaching the order. Um yes, yeah, so she was they were basically ordered to go to a contact centre yeah. for five sessions. Yeah. Um and use a, a parenting app because yeah. communication is just non existent. Yeah. Um, she refuses to download the app. Yeah. Refused to, uh, She was told that contact would need to progress naturally. Yeah. Um, the elder the elder child is, I would say, it's parental alienation that's come into it. Um, the younger one has a really good uh, relationship now from the contact centre, um, but she just refuses to do anything. We've emailed her, um, and she just refuses to communicate. So it, it's a breach of the order. Um, so, and, and it needs to go back to court, you know, to inform, you know, I would start with mediation first. If she's not in agreement mm-hmm. to mediating this resolve, and, and, and I don't think, it sounds as if she won't be because she already is being ordered by the court to do something and she's not doing it. Um, it's yeah. a C79 application. So you're making, you're, you're making the application using the C79 form and you are asking the family court to enforce the order that's already in place. Okay, that's perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Tiffany, you are next on my list. I'm in court proceedings at the moment, and um, I was told by the social worker's um, team manager to um, get some updates of my son because he's actually in foster care at the moment. Yeah. Um, I am trying to 
uh, take it back to court. I did a uh, N161 form. They have accepted that. I've also done a FP161. Yeah. Uh, they've also accepted that. Um, I just need to get the info and tell them why I want to take it back to court. But other things have actually popped up, and I was wondering if I could get the court to, um, like, do an emergency one is because my son, he's he's two today. We just had his birthday today at contact. So he um, he's getting a lot of bruises in the foster placement and the foster care is coming back saying, I'm with him 24-7. I don't know how he's getting his bruises. I have documented all the bruising that he's had on his head um, and his arms, his legs, his stomach as well. And um, obviously, he's a non-verbal child, so because I'm autistic, so two of my other children are autistic as well, so it's quite hard to um, communicate with him. Um, so I'm I'm getting no feedback uh, from them. And then I did ask the social worker, and now she's gone off for a year to have her baby. Um, but I just want some clarification to why these bruises are coming up and the foster care is sitting there saying she don't know where they're coming from. So you need um, to make, um, uh, I would be asking the court then for an emergency hearing so this can be investigated. You know, if social services, then they should be allocating you another social worker if your social worker's gone on mat leave. Um, and, and if there's no action coming quickly from that, I'd be going. I'd be making an emergency, asking the court to list it for an emergency hearing. I have sent in uh, the pictures of these bruises and they're quite uh, brutal actually my mum was quite upset about it yeah uh, because my understanding I have to have my mum with me yeah so um I every time I go to contact I'm bursting into tears because it does upset me to see my son like it yeah um and you know and it's it's just quite sad actually because I was I asked uh, I put my foot down I did throw a little bit of a strop and said, look, I want to see P Medical now on my son. They did one and uh, they sat there and they were concerned at the hospital that these bruises are, you know, they're not mentioned. So the foster care was like, oh, I don't know how they've come. And uh, they've got concerns, but they're not doing anything about the CP Medical. And I've got the, you know, I've got the results from that. And uh, they have high concerns, but I don't know how to push it forward to say, look, this is happening, Wh whether it's her or not. I, d I just want to know why he's got those bruises. Yeah, yeah. From. So, so um, I, thi I think, I, I mean, I can't say any more, Tiffany, except get an emergency hearing from the court. There's people on TikTok saying a Section 47. That takes time. Yes, a Section 47 will be completed by social services, but that's that takes too long. You know, if we've got a child that is being physically abused you need to be getting an emergency hearing with the court tiffany okay so that that's what you need can I, to do can I go into because it will be the high court in london the um the royal courts of justice that's where we normally go yeah and um because it's just really upsetting me and yeah. i really don't know what else to do yeah and so well I, i'm i'm I telling you fortnightly, yeah so it's just Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's fine. But I'm I'm telling you, an, an emergency hearing. That that's what you need to to get to get this looked into, um, to make sure that he's okay. All right. 
Okay, thanks, Tiffany. Bye. You know, I I know that we've got lots of independent third parties like social services out there that that can help, but ultimately they're as snowed as everybody else is. And if a child is, is being seen with constant bruises, we haven't got time to wait. We just need to get it before the court, really. Marna, you are next up. What's your question? Just in the middle of the divorce of my husband. Yeah. Um, we've got two houses. One is our family house, which when we bought, when we were married, we um, we signed eighty five percent to me and fifteen to him as I was putting the whole deposit for the house. Yeah. And then we bought few like, few years later we bought um, a house that we. It's by to let, and that's 50-50. We kind of agreed that I'm going to keep the family house, yeah. and he's going to keep the other house. Yeah. The family house is four-bedroom, the other house is two-bedroom. I've got our son, who is five, and I've got um older daughter from the previous relationship. Yeah. Um, my problem is that he wants his name out of... The mortgage, so he can in two and a half years remortgage the other house. Yeah. As the the bank said that he can stay on the deal that he's now with the other house, but when the deal is finished, he has to remortgage the house for um for his own purpose. Yeah. For the you know staying in. So my question is, I can't afford. I am working full time. I'm working from home. Um. How. How can how can we remortgage the house? So what to stay for yeah four and a half years five so years on the, my mortgage because we just remortgage the house for so ten annoying. years deal, but in two and a half years I will not be able still I need to repay about fifty thousand pounds. Yeah. So Mana, Ma- Mana, let let me just jump in there. So effectively. So, yeah, if I can just jump in and, I, and I'll give you a suggestion. Um, you need to be looking into what we call a measure order. Okay. If you need him to stay on the mortgage in order for you to stay in the property and the court consider that property to be appropriate for you and your two children, then the court may well grant a measure order. And what that means is that he will stay on the mortgage until the youngest child is 18, until his youngest child is 18. Okay. Um, And if, if that means at that stage that you then have to sell, fine. Um, but that that's what ultimately what you're going to be asking for is a measure order. Measure order. Okay. Yeah. I haven't had it yet. I'll look into it. Yeah. But there's nothing I can do for him to stay for for another five years. Then I should be able to overpay enough to then take him off the off the mortgage. So that so in. so Mana, that's the measure order. You, you can have the measure order. Um, uh, that will order him to stay on for five years and then you buy him out. Uh, do I have to buy him out or how does this work? No, because you, we you, kind of agree. No, you he, can, you can sell the... Other... You, you don't have to buy him out. You can sell the property if you want to. Um, I don't really want to sell the property. But okay. at that time, in about five years' time, I should be able to afford to take to take him out and take the mortgage all by myself. So then you're buying him out, which is fine. The measure order will, will, will accommodate that. Ah, okay. All right. Cool. And the, the court will not be able to say, um, oh, but you've got four-bedroom house, but you've got two children, and one is 16, so it's kind of... Um, yeah, kind of older. Yes, they can. Yeah, yes, they can say that. And that's why I said if the court consider the four-bedroom house to be appropriate for you and the two children, they will grant a measure order. If they feel that it's too 
big, for example, and that you don't actually need a house that size, they may not grant the measure order. But of course, that's where you need to get some specific legal advice. <coughs> Excuse me. But if you speak to somebody about a measure order, a solicitor about a measure order, that's that's the angle that you want to take. Okay, thank you very much for your help. You're welcome, thanks. I need to get a drink of water, Tynus, but ask me your question. I just want to ask you a quick question, I've got two. So, the first one is regarding child arrangements. So, we are under the code I've brought with my ex-partner. Yeah. I'm represented by legal aid, and we have got a final hearing on the 31st of January. Yeah. However, now we have to complete, I believe, so is a C-100 with a Kafka, so I've got interview with them on Wednesday. Yeah. But... I've been, I've been advised. I'm like a bit shocked because the obviously legal legal team told me if the Kafkas will agree with the other side, which means my ex partner and the dad of our son, that means they can't represent me on the final hearing. Is that correct? What? Say that again. If if they if that yeah, just say that last bit. So basically, they told me if the Kafkas will be on that side, so uh, obviously his daughter's oh, yeah. and uh, the last court did yeah. not grant him extra time. Yeah. So basically, what they told me if the Kafkas will be yeah, on that I side, get it. Uh, yeah. other son should spend more time with her, then, then they won't represent me on the final hearing. Yeah. Is and, that right? Yeah. And, and the reason for that is when you get legal aid, you are assessed on means and merits. So means is, is financial. So Obviously, you've passed that test because they've, de yeah. they've deemed that appropriate. But the second part of legal aid is merits. So they will only fund your case if you've got a good chance of winning it. So what your solicitor is saying is if Kafkas are on the side of, you, of your ex, then legal aid may well, pull the, may well pull the pin because you no longer have the merits. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So what is that then? You so have to, you'll, have to, you'll have to represent yourself, yeah. I see. Yeah. And can I have one more question? So yeah. basically, we've been living together with my ex-partner for six years. And then, because obviously I'm not English, I need English, uh, he evicted us from the property. But in the meantime, for the six years, we were saving for the deposit of the house, which I transferred to his account £500 every month. So I just had a hearing last Friday, and uh, basically he turned up without... I was representing myself, which I'm really proud, if I'm going to be honest with you, with your advice thank well you so done. much and uh, basically he turned up without his bank statement but judge told him like where is your uh, bank statement you know this is this is much why we are here but basically she told me also she's surprised that i'm only asking a certain amount what i what we save because but she said i should but apparently I might uh, get like a more, it's called Schedule Act 1 under the children. Yeah. So what does that mean? So Schedule 1 is where mom and dad aren't married. So when you separate, you're not entitled to any assets or finances because you're not married. So anything that's in his name, you're not entitled to. But under Schedule 1 of the Children's Act, you can make an application for financial help for the children. So he can perhaps give a lump sum to help you rehouse the child or if his assets will allow, or he could potentially pay you monthly. We call them periodical payments and they're monthly payments that help you look after the child in addition to child maintenance. 
I see. Because what, what I want to try to explain to you, I'm only asking some, some of the money. I obviously uh, write off the passport news, but, but particularly what came from my bank to his bank was the 500. So I'm asking 5,000, but judge basically say, if I'm sure on the hearing, and also she say, it should be brought up to the uh, high hearing with the child arrangements. Yeah, not really understanding that part of the question. But yeah, if you if you need financial help, you, you can make a Schedule 1 and ask for it to be joined okay. to the C100 application. Okay, thank yeah. you so much anyway. Cheers You're welcome. You. Okay, bye. 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 See if I can get a quick question on TikTok. I've got three young children and my ex-husband wants me to sell the house, but he wants 50-50, but I won't. Yeah, if you're, if you're married... Oh, you are married, ex-husband. Mm, then... I doubt very much you'll get 50-50 and I doubt very much you'll get an order for sale um, just because the housing needs of the children always come first um, and by default that means your housing needs come first. Townsie, you are up to ask me a question. So my my parents, uh, about two years ago, we were all going to move in together. Uh, I, I own a house um, with my ex-partner. We're not married, but a couple of years ago we were going to... Um, buy a big house and you know you know like a granny annex for my parents um i was carrying some debt at the time to about 50 grand um so they paid me the fifty thousand to pay off my debt in order to get a better mortgage rate um but they took so long about it anyway and the housing prices went up um quite significantly so which meant we couldn't do it um so then they decided they wanted to pull out and um, obviously wanted their money back, which is fine. We, I always agreed that I'd pay the money back. And we signed a letter to say that we would pay the money back. Um, but it's the amount they want monthly. Obviously, they've got a solicitor to write to me and say, look, you need to pay um, £350 a month. But it's just too much. I can't afford it. So we've been paying £150 a month. So yeah. I'm wondering, what, what can they do now legally? Can they force me to sell my house? Will a judge look at it and say, look, he's paying it's he's doing the best he can or, or I mean look just... yeah so yes they can make an application for their money back absolutely they can I think if if you can prove to the court that you are doing the best that you can by paying the 150 pounds a month it will depend on if there's children and etc and, and etc cetera, et cetera, as to whether a court's going to do an order for sale and throw everybody out on the street courts don't do that routinely they're loath to do that um, it will also depend on any legal documents that have been signed between you all in in respect of this money. Um, so yeah. the, it, it, the answer to the question, a proper answer to the question, would actually require you know proper legal advice you know following a consultation um yeah. but so what i'm saying to you is try not to worry too much because no court's going to throw you out on the street however if they do have a right to their money back then the court may order that these monthly payments continue will they order you to pay what you haven't got absolutely not no court's going to do that because you don't have it you can't get blood from a stone um yeah. but i think my brain wants to know what documents have been signed. You know the legalities of it, because obviously yeah, you, th there's, there's a lot more to it. And said, look, if 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 we decide to pull out, then you need to pay back all monies owed at a time um, given by them. Um, or if it all fell, it was basically if it all fell through, um, we would have to pay the money back in a time frame that. Um, suited us all or mutually whatever i think and we and we signed that gladly i mean i would 
um, you know, I'll, so it, I this, will pay this, the money back. It's so, just the amount they want. So this document that your dad drafted, it wasn't drafted by a solicitor and it wasn't signed mm. and witnessed by anybody? No. Okay, no. so it, it's not legally binding for a start then. It's not, a, you know, I was thinking it might have been a deed of trust or something, but it's so it's not legally binding. Um, right. So effectively, if, if, they, if your dad did take you to court, then, you know, you're going to have to... There is no contract really between you between you both. So so I think your case is fairly strong from what you're telling me. Obviously, I can't yes, say that, you know, from a, a two second chat with you. But from what you're yes. telling me, um, I think the court would probably say to, to dad, well, look, this isn't illegally binding. You can't force them out on the street. He is making regular payments at the most he can afford. And not sure we can do much more than that, really. Fine. Great. Okay. All right. You've put my mind at rest because I was Good. just, you know, to the, to the best degree that you can, as I say, yeah. in, a short, in a short a short chat, but I was yeah. worried that he was going to force a sale on my house. That was what's concerning yeah, me. Yeah, I think I think he might struggle to do that, if I'm honest. Lovely. All Thanks right. ever so much for all your help. You're everyone. welcome. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Where did that hour go? That absolutely flew by, guys. We are at five past six. I need to sign off because I've got to run um, and prepare some stuff for work tomorrow. Thank you, everyone, for joining me in the lounge this evening. I hope that that hour assisted all of those um, that asked a question. Back here again tomorrow at five o'clock. So for those of you still with your hands up, and I'm really sorry I didn't get to everybody, um, please join me again tomorrow night at five. Until then, take care, and I will speak to you then. Bye, guys.